This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. It's The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. I really am rugged with this. You know, here's a guy. The scoreboard says one thing, but I just got told I lost. You heard the laughter of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Liv so much? I reach across and slap him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge it. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I was going to be Nina Caddy. What am I? You have circled an area of interest. No, I'm just not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit getting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm proning. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. Happy Easter and happy Passover if you celebrate, plus happy Master Sunday to everybody, and welcome to the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. I'm Chris Mascaro, alongside of J.R. Ross of Team Ross Golf. Good morning, J.R. Morning, Chris, and yes, happy Easter and happy Passover to you, and of course, happy Masters, greatest week of the year of golf. It really is, and I tell you what, today is the best day, and then it turns into the worst day for me because when it's over... I know. It's over. Feels like December 26th when it's <laughs> over, you know? It's just kind of, right. yeah, it's just kind of like, wow, really? Yeah, indeed. We have super producers Colin Madden and Adam Crooks on the other side of the glass. BK is over at Augusta National covering today's final round of the Masters. They resumed just a little bit ago. We have the proceedings on the big screen to my right, so we'll keep you up to date with what's going on there. But speaking of being over there, Adam. You spent some time with BK over there. What was that like? I I did. Uh, so my dad and I got there about uh, eight thirty yesterday, and right as the second round restarted, uh, and we went over to fifteen sixteen because we knew Brian was over there because Brian's always on fifteen sixteen, and we went up to the top of the stands and we waved at him and we said hi, uh, and then about thirty minutes later, with about four groups to go. He, uh, he looks at me, he says, Adam, come up here. So I, I went up there, and he had an extra headset, so I, I sat up there and listened to him call 15-16 uh, as the final groups came through the second round. What was it like having the headphones on? It was it was, it was was great, you know. You never really get to hear that kind of stuff yeah. like while you're at the tournament. Uh, so, you know, I was sitting there listening to Tiger was playing 17 and 18, uh, so I got to hear Tiger play 17 and 18, and they were talking about blowing the horn after Tiger putted out on 18 because it had really started raining. 
Uh, but I guess they they didn't blow the horn, and then we heard Justin Thomas snap hook, snap hook the tee shot on 17, and he ended up bogeying 17 and 18, and Tiger made the cut. Wow. What tiger, 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 tiger. Speaking <laughs> of Tiger, obviously uh, kind of frustrating, but I think we might have known this was coming. He withdrew this morning, but it was not the knee. I just It was plantar fasciitis is acting up again is what I read. Yeah. So read it's kind well. of, uh, you know, I'm a Tiger fan. I'm sure there's many Tiger fans in the world, and watching him hobble around there yesterday is just not the memory that I want to have of what yeah. I feel is the great Tiger Woods. Yeah, no, I mean, what we saw from him on 15 and 16 and hitting two balls in the water and then just limping around at the end of that is is really not. Well, you could see he couldn't engage his lower body, and, yeah. you know, he was very upper body. and just That's what happens yep. to everyone that plays this game. Right. When you're all arms, yes. yeah, you're going to hit it left. Yes, and uh, so, you know, Tiger Heel, try to get ready for, you know, your next event. Hopefully PGA. it's the PGA. Um, right. If not, uh, get ready because – I'd love to watch him play, as I think a lot of people do, but that's not the memory that I want to have of Tiger Woods. Right. And you were over there as well, right? I was there Wednesday and fortunate enough to be there on Friday. Uh, I was on the grounds when the trees fell down. but Were you? Yeah, I mean, but we were on 13, and obviously they fell on 17, and when the second time comes around and they're trying to evacuate everyone off the golf course because I just kind of feel like being there enough when you have the sirens go off, you don't want to leave real quick because, generally speaking, if you're way out on the course, you, you're you probably not going to get outside the gate and you're coming back in. And uh, so the first time they went off, I think it was around 3 o'clock. We didn't even move. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, we didn't move. They, didn't, it, well, they didn't force you out? Well, they, they come by and they say, okay, you got to leave, you got to leave. And, and I hate to say this, cause they, but it's kind of like the security guards over there are great, but I think everybody kind of takes them like a Barney Fife type of thing. <laughs> You know, is that right? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, no, no one, no one's leaving. They're just sitting there saying, "You got well." The, but the second time they came around and they let everyone know that, hey, we have trees down on seventeen. Uh, we're done for the day. When they say you're done for the day, well, then you're, you, you know, you know, you got to leave at that point. But yeah, I mean, it, the wind, the wind was blowing, but it wasn't. You wouldn't have thought it was blowing to blow those trees down. I right? mean, those weren't little trees. Those were, and, and maybe, I guess, you know, I'm no har- arborist, but, you know, all the rain and all the saturation of the ground, it weakens, you know, weakens the trees. And obviously, uh, well, as we were oh, walking three. out, you could already hear the chainsaws <laughs> buzzing, and they were already cutting them up, baby. Which so. way is it blowing? <laughs> Which way is it blowing? Yeah, I was surprised. I could, I would have never guessed it was blowing hard enough to let those trees come down. I never, I never felt that wind. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was blowing a little bit, but yeah. I wouldn't have suspected uh, trees blowing over wind. Right. All right. So last week we did a draft style one player pick them to win the tournament. Um, things are not going well. I know for my boy Justin Thomas, who fell on the sword, so so Tiger could make his 23rd consecutive cut. So he, he did Tiger a solid, and, but not one for me by, by bogeying three of his final four holes that got Tiger in. Adam, how are the rest of us sitting in the, in the draft? Uh, other than JR, not good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went with John Rahm. Yeah, it's, that's still. JR's looking real good. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian, in fairness to BK, he took Tiger because he loves Tiger so because much. Because he always does. Yeah, he just took him because he had to take him. Been there, done that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, BK. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who did Colin? Who did you take? 
I took Rory. Okay. Well, yeah. whoa. Yeah. I couldn't. No could you bueno. have seen him no coming, bueno. missing the cut? <laughs> no. 77 in the second round? Who saw that coming? And, and, and played in the morning, too. Yeah. I mean, he played when the conditions were gettable. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of an enigma. <laughs> come on. I know, Rory. I mean, I was rooting for you. Yeah. So, Surprising. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, no. Uh, I think Rom's got a solid shot. There's a, yeah. we know of there's a lot does. of golf to be played there's today. There's a ton of golf today. So, JR, earlier this week, Chairman Ridley and Tiger Woods shared their thoughts on the proposed model local rule in their conferences before the tournament got started. First, I want to hear from uh, Fred Ridley. Let's hear what Fred Ridley had to say about that idea. Our position has always been that we, uh, we, we support the governing bodies. Um, I think, uh, in a general sense, we do support the proposal, but because it's it's in the middle of, an, of a comment period, um, it could change. Um, the whole purpose of the comment period is to take input from the industry, and so we will look at the final product and then make a decision. But generally, we have always been supportive of the governing bodies. Um, you know, I've stated that we believe distance needs to be addressed, so I think the natural conclusion is yes, we will be, we will be supportive. So, Jr., we all know that Fred Ridley and Augusta National are the most powerful force in golf. The USGA and the RNA can think whatever they want. If right. they think they're the most powerful, they're wrong. So if this comes to pass, mm-hmm. right, we get through this, this comment period, Ridley and Augusta National are backing this idea of rolling the golf ball back. Any right. doubt in your mind it happens? I still have to the manufacturing of it and the cost of the manufacturing of it. I'd like to know where that money's going to come from because that's not going to be inexpensive. So even though I agree with everything you just said about Fred Ridley and Augusta National, uh, I just think the manufacturing of the ball is, is the, the making and the, and the money spent to make it. What's, what's the cost of oh, that? I guess if you want to continue to pay to play out on the PGA Tour, you know, you want your guys out there playing your golf ball, those manufacturers are going to figure out a way to get it done, don't you think? I mean, they're going to have to. Right. I mean, I, I, if – yeah, I mean, they're not going to have a choice. Right, but you and I will end up paying for, for the well, manufacturing, right? Yeah, you know, your Tyler's like Pro V1s are going to be an extra $5 next year. Well, I don't, I, I don't, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, all, and, and I'm very blessed in that. Somebody asked me one time about golf balls, and you know what? I can honestly tell you, I have never, I've never paid for a golf ball in my life. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I, good oh, to yeah. Be you. oh, yeah. I mean, I've been very blessed being a golf professional and, you know, college golf, Team high Ross school golf. golf doing yeah. well. And my, you know, and growing up, you know, and I grew up in a golf family, so yeah. I always gave me golf balls. And, I mean, you know, Titleist has always been good to me and any other ball suppliers that I've played the ball. Yeah. I mean. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, very blessed in that area. No doubt. Well, if there's a shadow of a doubt in anybody's mind after what Fred Ridley said, we, we know that Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player have been calling for the ball to roll back for decades. We heard Rory McIlroy, one of the longest hitters on tour, by the way, say the same thing not that long ago. Tiger Woods had already called for the ball to be rolled back back in 2017 and then had this to say at his press conference. Well, I have always been an advocate of rolling the, the – if you're going to do anything to the equipment – um, I, I don't think that you can change the, the size of the heads anymore um, just because of, there, there's so many out there. But I, I still think that it's very much like baseball with aluminum bats and wooden bats. You can have a, a difference in the golf ball. And tennis has the same thing. You go to different events, you know, they have 
different balls. You know, the public doesn't really know that, but the players do. I, I've been of uh, the position if if you have a, you play in a pro event uh, or you have a, a P next to your name, uh, you should be playing a pro ball. Now that was my uh, my opinion on it. If you have an A next to your name and you're playing an amateur event, you should use an amateur ball. Um, but if you're an amateur playing in a pro event, uh, that's where the transition can be had, where you can start, let's say, rolling the game back, but you can start kind of slowing it down um, because we're just not able to create enough property out there. You know, the so if you have a P by your name, you should be playing the pro ball. I think there you go. Get to work, Titleist, Taylor Matrix on ball of your choice. Start making the P ball. So it stops with the elite golfer now and goes to a P and an A. I mean, what? so the college golfer will still be able to play the ball that, generally yeah. speaking, that's what it sounds like. Tiger's saying, yeah. Right? I mean, you got I, an A, you I, play whatever ball I, you want. I mean, you I wonder, you know, I wonder what the you know the PGA of America says about that and the competitions that we play. In. Do we play the P ball then? I well, yeah, I, I would guess. Well, I mean, I think, you know, let's not go too far, right? I mean, I, I would guess if you're playing in, you know, your member guest or whatever, just right. because you're a PGA professional. Well, no, but I'm talking about ball, like our Georgia PGA events oh, or yeah. other section events. I mean, uh, and, and in fairness, I mean, the younger guys in our section, they, they hit it that long as these guys do on TV. Trust me. Right. I bear witness to that. Uh, I, I think they ought to have a – SP ball then to so senior <laughs> a senior PGA or a senior pro yeah make the SP ball too though for us seniors that we still can't it's not going to affect that go play the gold tees you'll be fine there you go yeah. that's it all right so all that happened earlier this week also earlier this week was the champions dinner Jr. a lot of media outlets speculated what could happen with the former champions now with the live guys right the the former champions that play out on the live tour. They, those guys show up. Could there be a problem? And the live players had said, you know, look, that's just a bunch of media hogwash that they're just trying to drum up controversy where there wasn't going to be any. I think the only thing that didn't go smoothly Tuesday night was the tortilla soup that they I served. It was a little warm. <laughs> yeah, a little spicy. I think guys were couldn't eat it and that sort of thing. I think uh, Scotty liked to turn up the heat right. that, in that respect. But outside of that, it was uh, much to do about nothing. I, and I think that's the com the comment right there, much to do about nothing. But you know what? Also, too, I think they they all respect each other enough and respect the fact that they're celebrating Scotty Scheffler winning the event last year, putting on the green jacket. And it's a Scotty's night. I mean, so you, yes. they don't want to ruin that. They still probably have their thoughts. They still have their feelings and opinions. But you know what? They Nice to see they were all the grown-ups in the room and did not go there with right it. so yeah kudos and congratulations to them That's be, right. being being adults right and speaking of being adults during his press conference as well fred ridley was asked about greg norman not getting an invite this year and his comment essentially was we want everything to be focused on the play and on the right. tournament we didn't want any distractions and there were none he wasn't there now he didn't also a hundred percent rule out the fact that Greg could get an invite later on. He never. He said, "I never say never." So it's not that we will never see Greg Norman back on the grounds. So he just right. wasn't coming this year. But he did also mention too that Greg's only been there two times in the That's last right. ten years. So he he uh, he he kind of gave him a little nudge there and a little jab. You know, been there, don't, done that. Yeah, don't make <laughs> it sound like uh, we're excluding you because the last ten years you've only been there twice, my friend. That's right. So yeah, so he made his point.
Were you surprised at all that the that the live guys were allowed to wear the logos? I, I was a little surprised to see Patrick Reed and DJ with the four aces. Stuff. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. I yeah, I kind of that kind of looked minor league-ish to me. But uh, I uh, thought after our practice round, maybe someone might have said, you know, hey, you know, DJ, come here, come here for a yeah, minute. Right. Let, me, let me tell you about that A. You yeah. know, I don't want to see that come Thursday. Yeah, but. Still wearing them. I think them. a lot of Alabama folks thought it might have been for them. But. That's 100% because I thought <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Like, kind of, why is DJ Sport <laughs> the Crimson Tide here? Right. It looks, you know? looks funny on Patrick Reed having the Alabama <laughs> yeah, exactly. thing on But, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think yeah, it's kind of minor league-ish. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would agree with you there. So we talked about Rory and the surprise that Rory played so poorly and, and didn't make the cut from the first couple of rounds. Anything else stick out to you that you know, it was a kind of a head scratch, scratcher you thought might have gone differently? Um, well, we got an amateur that's way up on yes. the leaderboard, and that's great for amateur golf. And, and obviously Bennett. he's a great, great player. There's no question about it. And, you know, the, the interviews, he says he plays better when he's nervous and yeah, he's got a nice little tribute to his father on his arm that uh, you know his father passed, and he's got with a little tattoo. And I saw how he has that written on there in his handwriting. It's it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I think you know the Masters means so many things to so many people, and this is drifting a little bit away from what your question was. But you know, to me, Masters was always to me father and son. I mean, and you know, and you know, and that's not excluding ladies and that play golf and the the memories that they may have with their fathers as well. But right. you know, it's just such a great event, and I've got so many great memories, you know, with with my father in, in golf. But the Masters was so special, um, and you know what? I've carried that on with my son, who he's not really a golfer; he's a baseball player, but he knows how important it is to me, and it's just kind of a really a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, Fathers and sons with the Masters and golf in general, but the Masters, right? I mean, it doesn't get any better than Jack no, Nicholas and Jackie, right? Yeah, Being caddy for him in 86, right? walking up the 72nd hole. I mean, Jack Jack was busting down a little bit. He, he knew how special it was, yeah. and, and so did Jackie. Right. So, yeah, no, it's just, a, it's just a special, just a very special time of the year as well. The other thing that we see almost every year at Augusta National is one of the former champions playing pretty darn well – Fred Couples, oh, yeah. 63, right? Now he set the record for the oldest player to make the cut at the Masters. 71-74, still out there playing today. That was pretty special. You know, and I watched, the funny part about it was, I watched him quite a bit on the driving range on Friday before he teed off. He spent a lot of time on the range Friday, and it didn't look like he was particularly hitting it the way he wanted to, and maybe that's why he was out there that long. And then to go out and play that well again on Friday to make the you know to make the cut. And here's here's a question: you're you're very good at these things, but I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay. You know, so Tiger and and Gary and Fred have all 23 years in a row now, and and Freddie missed a cut in 2007. Has he made the cut every year since then? I mean, how many how many cuts has he missed if he was 23 years in a row to 80? To, and one of these guys behind the Adam's glass. Adam's got his hand raised. Yeah, how, he he did miss the cut last year. Okay. I do know that because he was like, he was like 19 over or something. But okay. I, I don't know how many cuts he's. Well, made. he had to miss it in 2008 because that would have been 24 years in a row. And when I saw that number up there, I just like to know how many how many cuts he's missed at the Masters in life. Overall? That number that number ain't going to be very high. No, it's not. No, I mean that's. Well, I mean you know you, you talk about seeing him out on the range. I mean you, you go look at his stats. 
I mean, the guy's driving the ball 297 yards. Right, right. On average. You know, that swing doesn't look any different than it did. I mean, it and does I was, not. And I, I had the opportunity, uh, one of the clubs I worked at in, in uh, Palm Beach back, back in the 80s, he, he, was, he was a member there. So I got to know Freddie a little bit in the wintertime because he was around. And everything that you see about the guy laid back, easy going, that's, that's how he is in life, too. I mean, he just, he's just such a great guy. I mean, but that swing hasn't changed. Adam? So he's missed the last four cuts uh, and seven cuts total. Okay, okay. there so you go. So he's missed the last four. Wow. Credit for Adam. I didn't realize that. The uh, other thing that we saw from some former champions, Sandy Lyle, Larry Mize, played their last competitive rounds right. at the Masters. For all of us here in the state of Georgia, obviously Larry Mize's chip in in 87 is going to live forever, not only Absolutely. in our hearts, but obviously in Masters lore. Absolutely. But it was, it was, it was emotional to see Larry play one last time. Kind of and kind of amazing, you know, the two of them went out the same year together and Sandy Lyles actually won the put the green jacket on Larry Mize. Because yep. Larry won it in eighty seven and or eighty eight and and he Sandy won it in eighty seven. So right. that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, they, you know, put the jacket on him and they kind of they both walk out and rode out in the sunset together yeah. on Friday. Yeah, and it was interesting. I mean, obviously the, the weather is what it is and the timing is what it was, but Sandy was on eighteen with his final putt when the <laughs> got, when the horn went right. off. And got to come back yesterday. Yeah, yeah so you know. At least him being able to come back. The downside was he had one putt and he could have went home. The 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 opportunity was right. he could come back and wait with Larry and or, they could go out together. Or he had to get up at 4:45 yesterday morning, <laughs> like Adam probably did to drive over there right. and, and and be out in that rain and that cold. To, uh but but again he he got the bid as a do and you know he he did a nice job. What a what a class gentleman. Yes, they were. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue the Masters conversation, get into what's going on. We'll get you an update on what's happening on the scoreboard and all of that on the other side of this this quick break. This is the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. All right, we're back on the golf show on the fan 680 and 93.7. Who's driving? Well, Thomas Peters sure did drive it. It is tee shot on the par four ninth hole on Friday, a mere 387 yards, topping Cam Young's 374 on the same hole for the longest drive so far in the tournament with the wet conditions. I suspect, JR, that Peters 387 might just hold up. That's who's driving, brought to you by Ray Judetre. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely hitting the golf ball, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right, so, JR, you want to give us a, a quick update? What's going on in the tournament? How's, how's my boy uh, Brooks Kepka doing? Uh, Brooks had a little trouble here on 10 off the tee, and uh, Rom just hit such a great shot in on into 10, and typical, you know, with the ball spinning so much, it was about two feet from the hole and just spun right back off the front. Now, it doesn't look like he's got much of a difficult shot because the pin is up front, so uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if he if he chipped that in still. Really? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I mean, I think Kepka probably comes back because he hit it in the trees on, uh, off the off the tee, and now he's gonna he's got a pretty lengthy uh, par putt, so we might see it getting a little bit closer. I don't know the Rom chips this one in, but we'll see. In a we'll minute. we'll see. Huh? We will see. So, Jr. For those who watched Netflix and the documentary, the the Full Swing uh, series. Speaking of Brooks, and the guy was. Uh, 
way it blew my mind to see Brooks and, and his state of mind with where he was with the injury. Now, what's come to light about the story of his injury is he slipped at home so badly that his right leg, his lower part of his right leg was pointed to the right while right. the top part was pointed straight. He, uh, he shattered his kneecap. He tried to pull it back in place, and when he did that, he uh, tore the ligaments connecting his kneecap to his thigh bone. So explains a lot about why he's struggled over the last couple Mor- of years. Moral of stories, don't try to self-fix your, your brain, like Tony Finau did at yeah. the par three. Right. When he snapped that thing that's back right. in that's and finished in the top ten. Yep, that's a good call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, – yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, obviously the injury was was severe. Uh, and you know, I give him all the credit in the world. I mean, he's he's back, obviously, at the top of his game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, great for him. I mean, I, I, a lot of people like him. That was the thing on Friday when I was over there. He's he's making birdies. People are clapping for him. Uh, a lot, a lot, I think, was forgiven in that setting that people that – didn't, don't like your live tour, Chris. Um, so, I know you don't want to hear that, no, no, you no. live lover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, JR. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, uh, you know, even Phil, when I saw Phil, people were still, let's go, are. Phil, let's go, Phil. Uh, and I think the farther we get away from that, it's going to be less of a distraction in the future. So let's play this out a little bit. Let's say Brooks hangs on and wins this thing. Right, I mean, one last week on the Live Tour, say all you want about the level of competition and all of that sort of thing, but a win is a win. Mm-hmm. We've seen him back into form, obviously, over the last two and a half days. Mm-hmm. If he goes on to win this thing, do you think he starts to have second thoughts about, you know, I shouldn't have done it, I shouldn't have gone over to Live, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I panicked early? Or, or made, By or, the way, not to interrupt you, but he just made a nice putt for Of course par. he did because he's Coach Kepka. Stay at 13. So if he were to win, you know, do, does he regret the decision? Or do you think he looks at it I mean, sort of like, you know, Cam Smith? Does he have the best of both worlds? I get to play very little. I get to play in shorts. I've just now extended my exemption into the majors, and I can play the Masters forever. Mm-hmm. Does he have the best of both worlds by having done it? I think he's probably got, in his mind, the best of both worlds. I think most of those guys I listen to – you know, one of Cam's interviews the other day, and he said, you know, he, he said, I made my bed. He said, I sleep in it, and I'm happy to sleep in that bed. So, yeah, no, I, I just look at a guy like Brooks, and they the money obviously was important. And I think I was listening to you as you were summing it all up. I think maybe the live tour, some of the guys will, will look at them a little differently in regards of is the competition as good? Of course not. But maybe we have to start looking at the scores of the guys that are winning and how well they're playing, not how many they're winning by or who they're beating. Mm-hmm. But they're go, still going out and shooting great, great scores, so they're still at the top of their game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think in, in the immortal words of Van Halen, it is the best of both worlds mm-hmm. for he and Cam Smith. And then we'll see how they play it out, you know, from there. But sure. I think I think this could be huge in the career of Brooks Kepka, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. Totally. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit. We've made reference to the amateur Sam Bennett a couple of times. Now, here's a guy, the reigning <laughs> U.S. amateur champion and the SEC player of the year, a fifth-year senior at Texas A&M. Hard to imagine a better start to your master's or your master's career than going birdie eagle 
on Thursday on holes one and two. Only one bogey through the first two rounds before getting off to a bit of a rough start yesterday because of the weather and all that sort of stuff. Your thoughts on this young man? Well, I mean, the tournament, of course, was set up by Bobby Jones, absolutely the greatest amateur golfer of all time and arguably still one of the greatest golfers of any if you put him in the professional or the amateur categories, of course. Right. And that's what this tournament meant to him to have the top. So I guarantee you right now, if if there is a balcony upstairs somewhere and Bobby Jones is up there, he's rooting for him. Yeah. He's rooting for, Good he's call. Rooting for him. Yeah, we know the ghosts, right? Absolutely. At, at Augusta National. So, yeah, I'm sure he's got a rooting section. Definitely. And, and playing really well. Now, when you, when you look at the young man's swing, it, it, it sort of makes me cringe a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of Will Zalatoris and, and Joaquin Neiman. There's a, there's a lot of side bend right. in that sort of thing, but he's oh, playing beautiful. Look, if he holds on to solo third or fourth, I, look, what what a tremendous accomplishment. No now, doubt. now, let's take the other side of that coin. I mean, solo third last year made a million dollars. Now you're Sam, <laughs> Sam Bennett going... Uh, I, I'm an I, amateur. I, 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 can I get that check? I, I swear to God, I I I turned no, pro on Wednesday. No, <laughs> he might want to roll instead of rolling back the ball. He might have roll, roll, roll back, back time. time. Yeah, change and change that decision. Okay, so here's a question. Yeah, and obviously Tiger said there should be a professional ball and amateur ball. I guess obviously if an amateur plays in a professional tournament, they the have to play that ball. Right. You know, but. That's kind of put that in the back of my mind. When the you ball said was that. spinnier. <laughs> it was spinnier. Yes, it was. So yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he probably, he probably would regret that decision. Yeah. To that's a that's Pays a life changer. Buys an awful lot of beer back in uh, College Station. Greg Norman probably has him on speed dial right now too. <laughs> come on, oh, come on over. You know, I'll make you up. You know that. The, those right. guys are calling him right That's now. That's right. That that million, that million you didn't win. Come on over to live. I, got hey, I know the tournament isn't over, but you want to have a conversation? <laughs> right. I got a nice check here waiting for you, buddy. Don't worry about that million you just left That's on the table. That's probably a good call out of both of you. Yeah. So with the weather conditions and obviously the, the course is playing longer and slower and all that sort of thing, Kepka and Rom right now are in their round are, are both one under par. Patrick Cantlay is five under in his round. He's through 16, seven under par. He's still got a shot? He's working his way back in. He, he's, I think this guy's game was born to win a major. He just plays well all the time in the majors. And, uh, yeah, I think I, – You think he's still got hope? I, I, Six strokes back? I mean, I guess, you know, we kind of talked about it on the break, and I'm going to get, you know, Cullen and, and Adam's opinion as well. What what do we think the winning number is going to be? It's about 7 o'clock tonight when they're getting ready to put that green jacket on. What What's what's the winning number look Couple like? A couple double eagles. <laughs> no. What's the – seriously, what do you think the winning score is? Well, I mean, if, if you think that Kepka's 13 under right now and he's just through 10 – you got to imagine he makes a couple of more birdies coming in, 13, 15, maybe maybe one other one. It gets him to 15 or 16 under by the end of this round. Right. right? And then we all know with the pins and everything in the traditional places on Sunday, soft conditions. I know it's the, the course is going to play longer off the tee, but some soft conditions in there. Guys, could he go out there and shoot another 67, 68? Yeah. I, I so, definitely think the course will be able to – you know, you'll be able to make some birdies, obviously, this afternoon. But they do talk about the wind coming up a little bit. I mean, as we sit here in, in the beautiful studio here that we're in for 680, 
looking out here. I always look at these Braves flags on the yeah. building out here. And I tell you what, they're whipping around pretty good out there. So, uh, you know, if that wins up to 10 to 20, they'll – I don't think they want someone to shoot 18 or 19 under. Well, I think eight, I think 18 under gets there. I, I you know, I've thought about it. I, the leaders really aren't making a ton of birdies. Like, I mean, Kepka and Rom made one on eight. Right. But other than that, they've been pretty they, – they've made a lot of pars, and so has everybody else other than evidently Patrick can't and that's kind of And, and that's kind of <laughs> typical, you know, on Sunday at the Masters. The guys in the lead, you know, they, they – Shooting around 69 to 72 is a good round. Normally, the guys in the lead aren't going out and shooting 65 or 6 and going away and running and hiding. The yeah. Tiger did that better than anyone. I mean, you know, was watching Tiger with a three-shot lead going into the final round in a major was like was like reading a book in the library when you're like 10 years old. It was boring. <laughs> it was boring as all get out because you know he was never going to make a mistake. He's down the middle on the green two putt. You had to beat him. I yeah. mean, that's the way you play golf. I mean, <laughs> yep. he was he was the greatest at holding the lead of anybody I've ever seen. Right. And uh but yeah, so it, it will be interesting, but I mean, if you're if they're going to get to the numbers you're talking about, 16, 17 under, then I just don't think I think you got it's a two horse race at that point because I just can't yeah. see anyone else. It you know can't lay at seven under now and Bennett's at six under. Yeah, I they they they're not going to shoot. I can't see him shooting sixty two this afternoon. It's right. been done, but I it's cold. It ain't done today. The wind's going to come up. It's, it's a tricky play golf course. Yeah, no, I don't I don't see that happening either. But again, when you look at Kepka and Rom, they still have thirteen to play. You got to imagine both of those guys birdie. They're probably going to birdie fifteen. Do they birdie another one in, along the way? Maybe, maybe not. But at that point, they're 15 and 13 under right. going into the final round where they've got all four par fours and a couple other places. I, yeah, ju- I just think, think they, they're going to they're gonna tickle 20. Ooh, wow, that's a big number. Yeah. Oh, 20. Oh, ouch. I, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, there's nothing better than Master Sunday sitting there watching it, you know, the drama unfold. And – uh I don't think 20 is going to be very dramatic because it, it could be a two-horse race at 20, of course, but I'd like to see a little more. I'd like to see Brooks kind of come back to maybe eight under. Oh, <laughs> oh stop. Stop with your eight under. Let don't Rom, speak that into existence. If it's eight, then Bennett's in contention and right. can't lay Everybody's in, in it. Well, not if Rom stays at 12 and 13. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm okay if Rom's at 12 or 13. And Matsuyama's in contention. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If you can get if, – if the winner gets to be 10 or 11, which I don't think will happen, but if it does – now there's about six guys that could win. Yeah, I mean, if if the if both of these guys, <clears throat> pardon me, have a train wreck coming in, right? Then all mm-hmm. of a sudden everybody is back into this thing. Yeah, I mean, but I don't see that happening. Everyone, possibly too. That I think the the thing that'll be the deciding factor is how they finish the third round. You know, going into the fourth round, we're gonna have a pretty good idea. By the time they tee and off, have this we afternoon. have we looked at the forecast? Conditions are supposed to be good the rest of the day. We talked about some wind, but no, uh, no, no yeah. downpour. No, no yeah, no rain. Yeah, no rain. They talking about sunny by by yeah. afternoon. Sunny around sixty is, so, is the high. Uh, speaking of speaking of things we really haven't talked about, how much weight has Phil lost? Right. I mean, he's on there right now. I mean, I saw him the other day. He looks good. Yeah, I he mean, looks like someone who retired and then moved to South Florida or something. <laughs> <for a while. laughs> That's good. He did Call move it. to South Florida, didn't he? Or didn't re- he just move? Or retired and moved to Saudi Arabia. Oh, oh, oh wow. ouch. 
Yeah, may, maybe. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. <laughs> maybe the maybe the food maybe the food over there just isn't as good. Wow. Brutal. Yeah, he looks like he's probably been playing shuffleboard, calling, got got the Velcro shoes on, playing right. shuffleboard in this South This is Florida. the time to take a good, another break right, right here. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk more about the Masters. We'll wrap up the show and, and uh, see who, who – maybe, maybe we repick as we go into the final oh, round. Maybe restart. Oh, just like the final four. That's when right. Your team, we, when yeah, your bracket every, gets everybody's busted. Everybody's bracket went crazy. Not mine. <laughs> Nobody listened to me. This is The Golf Show on, on the Fan 680 and 93.7. The Golf Show, presented by Cliggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. Cliggy's! <laughs> That's Colin Madden spinning the tunes. Nice call out of you, Colin. A we safety are- dance. <laughs> We are back here on the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Baseball season is finally here, and the Podcast Park has the best local baseball podcast to get ready for another great season, like Hardball with Chris Domino. The long-running baseball history series is back. More in-depth conversations from the players and people who shaped it, also available through the Podcast Park, is replays of this show, The Golf Show. Just search for The Golf Show with Brian Katrick wherever you get your podcasts. To catch up on any of the episodes you might have missed so far this season. JR, give us an update. What are we seeing? Well, we're on, uh, the leaders are on 11 right now. And, uh, you know, Kepka's holding in there with a two-stroke advantage over John Rahm. And, uh, you know, Bennett's at six. Cantley just made a bogey, so he's back to six. So you jinxed him. I didn't jinx him. I, I think it was I, you. You want the 20 under to win. <laughs> I want the leaderboard to come back, not the I want the leaders to come back a little bit. So uh, we're going to see what happens here because Rom's got a lengthy putt for birdie and Kep could just miss a green short, but it didn't look like he's got too much of an issue to get up and down. So Rom's about ready to hit it. When that pin on the 11 is over on the right side like it is right now, it is so much easier for them. Right? It is. It is. uh, Because when they bail out, they have a decent chip. When it's on the other side and they bail out, man, that thing is. Right. So Rom just hit it about six feet by for – He'll have that coming back for par. So. so we can root for a bogey for him. And and, and, <laughs> yeah. when, and Brooks chip, chips this one in. Now okay, we've got a huge swing. Chris Chris and Brooks live. <laughs> so we've speculated a little bit about, you know, Sam Bennett winning as an amateur. What would happen? It's interesting to note that if he does win, the first prize money goes, goes to, to number guy, two. Goes to number two and everything falls back from there. So. You know the consolation if he were to win, and you came in, you came in second. You're disappointed, but you get the winner's check. Plus, plus everyone behind him is rooting for him because <laughs> they they're going to get his money. They're all going to move up in the slots. So right. uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's the way it goes. Yeah, and and it's never happened by the way in the history no. of, the, of the of the tournament. No amateur has ever won it. Ken Venturi came close in 1956. He led after 54 holes and ended up finishing second to who? I think it was Arnold Palmer, wasn't it? Jackie Burke Jr., the oldest it was living. Ar- it was Jackie Burke Jr., you're right. 100 years young, he's the oldest living Masters champion. God hasn't, bless Hasn't him. been there since 2011, but uh, they, they said he's still pretty good with his faculties, I believe. It's just... Yeah, I think guys are still going to him for right. help. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So, as we watch the finish of the third round, right, if these two guys separate themselves... Bad for TV? 
Does that, does that hurt? Are you, are you still watching later? Uh, well, I, I mean, I am. I know you are. I yeah. Mean, I think the casual fan might, uh, you know, do, you know, and then you got, you know, the Easter and the holidays things going on. So people are, you know, family things. The, Bra- the Braves are playing at what, one o'clock, Cohen? It's actually a night game on ESPN. Oh, it's a night game. So you probably will have some people leaving to come down to the battery here for the game. So, yeah, you could lose some interest. And it's not, well, but it's not like we haven't seen a guy lose a four or five stroke lead going into the final round. We can only the national we, Greg Norman. We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fitting for a live player to pull in Greg Norman. Would that be fitting? Would you, why do you love live so much? <laughs> That's right. That would be very fitting. So yeah, no, I think some interest could be lost though, for sure. Yeah. Other guys that have made a, you know kind of a resurrection this season. Justin Rose, good to see him back near the top of the leaderboard. I know Rosie is one of your favorites. Yeah, he is, and he always plays he plays the majors particularly well. He plays the Masters well. He was, I think, the year Matsuyama won. He was leading on Saturday that yeah. year, and that would have been what 2019 Matsuyama won. No, that's uh, Tigers when Tiger 20, won. So yeah, twenty one, twenty or yeah, twenty one. It was 21 because wow. DJ won in 20. Right. Oh, no, that's yeah, not yeah. right. DJ won in 20. So, yeah, so in 21, so he was recently that, you know, still in it. Right, and, so, we, and we always, you know, remember the playoff with, with he and Sergio, right? Right, so, yeah. I, yeah. So he's got he's a guy that's got some, you know, good memories and got some good mojo. You think anybody was upset that Sergio missed the cut? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. No, no. Where's Brian on that one? No, no, not. No. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's missing Sergio this weekend. We talked earlier with Adam about, you know, Scheffler being his pick. Scotty got off to a pretty good start in round one with a 68, but followed it up with a 75. Talk about rounds that you didn't see coming. We, we cited Rory with the 77 in round two. Scheffler with a 75 was a pretty big surprise yeah, to me. I don't think anybody was seeing that one coming. No. I mean, we, we've talked about, you know, the, the a new era big three between Rory, Scotty, and your boy John Rahm. Mm-hmm. Right? Two out of the three really didn't show up. No, I, you're right. It's Very uh, blah. <laughs> you're right, Rory. It was very blah. You know, yeah, no, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't think anyone would have called that. Right. Not even him. Right. I mean, because he's been playing well, of course. So... It happens. Yep. Anything can happen over there. It's, uh... We've also mentioned Philly Boy, right? And that tied for 17th. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, a, a guy that went out and shot 71-69 right there, right, for yeah. two rounds. And obviously the weather's played played a factor. You mentioned what he what he looks like. But at the end of the day, I think it's a pretty pretty successful I tournament think it's for very, Phil I think back. it's very successful. I've never been a Phil fan, but, you know, congratulations to him. He's He, he played well. He's made the cut. And uh, yeah, he's hit he's hit a lot of good shots this week. So, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, fifty two. More power to him. Yeah, and I'm a huge Jordan Spieth fan, and I was really hoping Jordan was gonna have a good showing this week. And he was kind of looming around, you know, minus four, minus five, but really hasn't been able to put it together. You know, you look at this round; he had three bogeys and a double on the front nine, but. Got it to within a foot on twelve and makes and right. makes birdie. So yeah, I think he was he he was laboring. It's more than <laughs> looming. I think was, you know it was funny yesterday watching him in the rain and the you know I don't know which announcer made the comment, but he had a smile on his face the whole day. You know it's it's just easy. He was enjoying. It. He knows he wasn't playing his best. Uh, he knows the conditions were uh, trifling, but here's a guy and he's out there. He's still you know, loving here's it. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. <laughs> he's just adorable. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, 
Yeah, it's you know I, I'm a huge Spieth fan, and I was hoping hoping for better. Um, but watching his rounds lately is, is sort of you know it's 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 an it's an EKG. It's an up and down, up and down, up and down sort of deal. He's become a sort of a modern day Arnold Palmer. We talked about Phil. And you know, feel the thrill and watching his his up and downs. Right. Jordan has sort of taken on the Arnold yeah, Palmer feel. Yeah, he kind has. Of it's kind of way. like a. It yep. is. It's kind of like an EKG. You're yep. right. It's it's kind of amazing, and because uh, he could win at any time. Like last year, you know, he won the RBC. Right. I was there when he won that. I mean, and he was not at the turn on the you know going to the back nine on Sunday. He wasn't in the lead, but he he just started making birdie, birdie, birdie. All right, so for those of us that are out of this competition, and we know JR has has ROM, I say we redraft for the final round. Adam, who do you like going into the final round? Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett. There you go. You go, Adam. Colin? I mean, obviously I can't take Kepka, but uh, I'll go with Matsuyama, the boy. Yeah, you think he makes a run? He could get up there. Yeah, no doubt. And I like done that. I like Patrick Cantlay. If there's if it's not going to be Kepka, and you know that's my pick, but if it's not going to be Kepka, Cantlay seems to be the guy that's got the demeanor in the game that could could make a bit of a run, make it interesting. I mean, I, I, and I can't go away from my my pick. Of course I mean, not. I got my pick, but you know what? If he didn't win, I think the best story would be somehow if Bennett did win. I think the golf world would explode if this young man won. Is that right? I think it'd be great for the game. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him. I mean, I want Rom to win, but I'm I'd love to see Bennett win. It would also just be nice for a non-live story to take up some right. non-golf, right. you know, that part of the world. And that's and see next year they you know they're expanding as uh, Fred really talked about. They're expanding some of the people that are going to be able to get into now the NCAA champion men's and I just think they're you know I I think that's great cuz these these young amateur college golfers are—they're—they're they're proving that they can play at this stage and this level. Yeah, no, I mean it's hard to argue that point. I mean we got a lot of great young players. The thing that we've said for years, right, since since the pandemic, is it really opened up this game and more people got involved, right? Right, which you know is fantastic. Correct. Right? The more players that we have, the more interest that we can generate. To your point, Bennett would be a huge story. And would be great for the game that anybody could win at any time, even at Augusta National. Right. Right. I mean, before when we were growing up, Chris, the story the story was, I mean, you couldn't win the Masters unless you were in your 30s. Yeah. You know, now these guys are coming out. That's how good they are now, though. It's a tribute to. When was the, the last time we had an amateur win a pro event? Was that Bill Glasson? Is that the? Could be. Adam. I thought it was Phil. Was it Phil? Was Phil the last amateur to I, win? Uh, I'm not positive, but that's what I heard yesterday on uh, on tap with Katrick and McGinnis. Oh. It wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me. If it that was wouldn't Phil. shock me either. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anyone. Yeah. No. 1991 Northern Telecom Open. Phil, Phil Mickelson. Phil yeah. Mickelson. There you go. You know, so. Fred Ridley. Speaking of amateurs, though, Fred Ridley played in at Masters three years in a row. Yeah. I mean, played, played with Nicholas. Yes, yes. I heard that's. I, I wonder if he if he plays what state of his his game is in now. If if he plays from the the tournament tees, what he shoots. Wow. How how old is Fred? Does, does anyone know that? No, I don't know right off the I mean, top. He looks of like my he's got to be sixty ish. Yeah, I, would I mean, guess. if he was playing in seventy, he is seventy. Wow. Fred, real, God bless him. He's aged well. He looks great for seventy. Yeah, he's yeah, aged he very well. So yeah, yeah, but he, yeah he's not shooting. 
He's not shooting in the seventies from the back tees, and I wouldn't. I, I would. I would assume not. No, but a I bet he friend. can still get it around though. So, yeah. So, do you like that? Okay. Look, I think it's going to be an amazing final round. I think we're all going to enjoy it. Enjoy your Sunday, folks. I'm anti-turtle. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union. Free online and mobile banking. No minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.